now broadcasting on StarWorldWideNetworks.com. It's time for Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Let's tap into your own authentic genius and live the life you desire. Join Dr. Rademacher for an enlightened conversation about our brain intelligence, our body intelligence, and our energy intelligence. And now, here's your host, Dr. Bart Rademacher. I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, and this is Prescription for Your Transformation, Real People, Real Conversations, and Real Success. And bringing to you different perspectives, different ideas of some of the most important questions that we have to be asking ourselves. Because when you think about it, every single day, it's 70,000 thoughts. Most of these thoughts, or in fact, perhaps all of these thoughts, are really answers to the questions that we make to ourselves or give to ourselves. Question is, are these good questions? You know, someone once said, the quality of life is the quality of questions. Ask better questions, and you get better answers. But where more relevant is this all about when we think about timing? Timing of everything. You know, this is the wrong time for this, or this is the right time for that. Quite frankly, doing the right thing at the wrong time is still the wrong thing. But when is it really truly wrong, and when is the timing really wrong? And where does that fit in your life? So I'm super excited to be talking to an amazing woman. And, and, it's, and it's a beautiful journey that I get to watch from the sidelines as she continues to blossom into this incredible person, this transformational being that's going to help you with your transformation. And that's Katie Williamson. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Bart. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and I love many of the insights that you get to share on some of the programs that we work with together and, and really you know, how fundamental, you know, how sometimes raw you are. And quite frankly, we all need to do more of that. Be raw with the questions that we ask and, and going through that process. And it's great when you share your stories because then other people can relate to that. So talk to me about what you're thinking about, what you want to share about is it the right time or what? Yeah, thank you. Um, this has been a question that I have really been asking myself and to be honest at different times, uh, really struggling with as well. You know, I, on one hand, I'm very happy and very proud of the things that I've accomplished in my life and where I'm at and everything around me. And yet I also realize that there's times where uh, my doubts come up and my negative thoughts start cycling and, you know, it's really what comes up is just, you know, why haven't certain things happened yet? And so I've been in that tension of um, questioning the timing of my life and yet also celebrating the timing of my life because what I keep coming back to is being so happy and thankful and fulfilled with where I'm at today and realizing that if anything had happened differently, then I wouldn't be in this space. So it's just this tension of already not yet. And um, I, I really don't think I'm alone in feeling that. So I'm glad that we're talking about that today. No, I don't think you're alone at all. And, and quite frankly, you know, as we're talking, you know, the timing of this show is brilliant because there's thunder outside. I'm sure 
you might be hearing the noise or not. But the thing is, is that, you know, there's a great saying, and I think it was um, um, Byron Katie who said this. And when I argue with reality, I but lose 100% of the time. And so are we actually arguing with reality? You know, and, and that's the one question that I have for you, because I think this is a brilliant question, and I've never really had a, ever had a conversation about this. So I'm super excited about this to kind of figure out. So, you know, is it that we're arguing with reality on the one hand, or are we just in denial? Because by the same token, you could actually say, well, it's not my timing. It's not my timing. The timing is not right. I mean, is that really true? I mean, are we trying to give ourselves an excuse for perhaps not doing what it is that we need to do, but also uh, coming to terms with the fact, as you just said, you know, not quite yet. Right. Uh, well, I wish I had an answer that we could just tie it up in a pretty bow. Uh, <laughs> but what, what I found uh, for myself and why this has become such a theme of trusting the timing is because, you know, one of the things that I've noticed as I've looked back over the last eight to 10 years, um, just coming, trying to discover my own purpose and building my career and going down my career path is that part of that anxiety that's come up is from having other people question the decisions that I've made, the where I'm at, and uh, also on both sides. So also questioning, you know, why are you choosing this path? You know, why are you choosing to continue doing something that you're not passionate about? Um, and I wrestled with that and thought, well, maybe if I was just smarter or, you know, more, I don't know, got out there or if I had more faith or whatever, and I'm putting all these limitations on myself. And I really had to step back and realize that I've made choices in my life for a reason that are right for me. And so yeah, it might be that I'm holding myself back in some areas. Um, but at the same time, I can also see how this time and this path has served me. So which one is it? I think it can be both. Um, and that doesn't disqualify one or the other. Um, so it's kind of this, I'm coming to this place of this acceptance that's partnered with hard work and persistence and consistency. And in the middle of that, the, both of those working together points to this trust that if I keep showing up and I keep doing the work, then what's going to happen, what's supposed to happen is going to happen when it's supposed to happen. And <laughs> I don't know, that's it. You know, it's interesting because, you know, I think too often, I believe too often we oversimplify reality. And, and what I love about listening to you now is how complex and convoluted you're actually making this experience for yourself to find out what the real truth is. Because ultimately the truth is very simple, but getting there, that's the tough part. And that's the tough part that many people are not willing to undertake. You know, for us, one of the most underutilized assets that we have is performing what's called the deep work. I think Cal, Cal Newport brought that up. 
And most people aren't examining their lives the way that you're sharing with us because they're frightened. They're frightened of, of the unknown. But here's the other part that I want to share. And so, so I want to compliment you for doing that and, and expressing it to us as a reminder. It says, hey, you know what? It is complicated and it's okay. And at some point, we will have the answer. But, well, if I can interject just a story here, because it is complicated. And yet, like you said, it's also very simple. Um, so I trained jujitsu and about a few months ago, I started deciding, or I decided to start going to a fundamentals class uh, because I was just feeling like I was kind of behind and missing simple stuff. And so I started going to this fundamentals class. And um, especially as I've gotten more comfortable with the instructor, uh, I just have question after question after question. And to me, it's like, hey, we kind of have fun with it. Um, and like last class, he was like, no questions. Like there's no more. Um, and I'll wait for an appropriate time, but still. And uh, we ended up working on some things on Saturday after class. And, you know, I just had to laugh because he was like, Katie, why can't you just listen to what I'm teaching and then do it and it will work? Um, like you have all these questions about it. It's not that complicated. <laughs> and I'm like, I know, but if you're willing to stick with me, once it like, once I get all of the steps and it clicks into place, then I know this is going to be a pass or a move or whatever that I hit every single time. Like, it's just, I'm going to get it. Uh, but I have to work through it and make it overly complicated. Um, or I do make it overly complicated. I don't have to. Uh, and so anyways. But is that okay, right? I mean, everybody, you know, I know we're going to have wonderful conversations and we're reserving some things for later on. But, you know, um, are we abiding by you know, the cultural norms, standards imposed, you know, externally upon us? Or can we just be ourselves and say, hey, you know what? This is the way that I process stuff. And that's okay not to be worried about that. And quite right. frankly, I just think you have your own unique way to process it. And if it gives you the results and the magic that you desire, then isn't that awesome? And I think, like I like to put it, just giving ourselves permission to be human. Exactly. And the beautiful thing in that is that as I've been willing to show up as myself and not minimize that part of me, so not repress the questions that I have or think that I have to do it all on my own, um, but I just show up and I ask and communicate like, hey, this is how I am. So if you want to work with me, great. <laughs> then, okay. Um, but I've done this with other trainers as well where, you know, we'll get, you know, I build a relationship with them. And so we'll start talking. And I have flat out said, listen, if I'm talking, you just need to push me harder because that's the only thing that's going to get me to shut up and work. And it's like we laugh, but then that's what they do. And so there's this, it's been really fun uh, to celebrate those sides of me because I'm showing up more as myself in these relationships. And then I'm giving other people an opportunity to um, just celebrate me where I'm at also and give them an opportunity to like 
play to their strengths too. Uh, so that way it complements each other and we both get to the end goal. Like with working out, for example, I get a great workout. They put me through it and um, we just get to show up and have fun. And so it's, I love that you said that because I think there is this huge piece in the process of um, that sometimes I felt in the past that I need to be a certain way, not just be at a certain point in my life, but I also need to be a certain way in order to get there. And it's okay to just be myself and like, yeah, I'm going to overanalyze the situation and think through 20 million different ways to get there to realize like, oh, I can actually just open the door and walk through it. No, but I don't have to actually create the, and make a whole door and lock it. Yeah, it's it's also recognizing that we all do the best we can with the resources Mm -hmm. that we have. And that's it. That's life. And, you know, oftentimes I would reflect back 10, 20 years ago and realize, wow, why didn't I do that then? You know, but then I didn't have that knowledge. I didn't have that inspiration, perhaps motivation, whatever you want to call it. And so it's irrelevant. And so rather than being self-critical <clears throat> about where we are now, it's, it's recognizing, okay, great. Now I've got these insights. You know, what's next? And just like you said, I think very eloquently, you know, not yet. And so I do want to ask you, because <clears throat> this conversation is in context with the work that you do. I know you've got programs and I know you've got coaching. And so um, are you coaching right now? And, and are, do you have, you know, uh, transformational programs out there? Yeah, I am coaching right now. Uh, I do one-on-one coaching uh, that really focuses on peeling back the layers and getting deeper than the just the conditioning that we've had to help people discover their true purpose and then really come into alignment with that identity in order to create the life that they've dreamed of living. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my favorite work <laughs> that I get to do. Uh, and then I also have an eight-week program called Heart of a Warrior that digs deeper into um, – just the skills to bring yourself into alignment and uh, really understand who you are, who you were created to be, um, why you were created and what your purpose is, and then how to live that out. Yeah, and I'm super excited to be exploring with you <clears throat> several key things that we need to have in our life, and that's purpose and being that warrior. So one question is how do people find you? So uh, you can find me through my website, www.katywilliamsoncoaching.com or on Instagram at legitkatywilliamson. Awesome. So tell us about the warrior because a lot of people do have um, mixed feelings, misconceptions, sometimes very negative ones about the warrior and, and particularly when it's associated with men. And in this culture, and I'm not going to go into the politics of it, you know, it's, it's kind of like dysfunctional, the whole perspective. But interestingly, and I love the work that you've been doing and, and finding that worry within you, uh, you particularly being a very feminine woman, very connected with your feminine, still finding that warrior and finding that balance. So share with all of us, men and women, you know, that journey and what is it that you're actually discovering 
And what is it that you um, coach others? Tap into that as well. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's interesting because as you were talking, um, and I really appreciate that introduction, um, I, I just want to point out because um, this has become a part of me that I've embraced. Uh, I'm getting emotional uh, as it comes up because, you know, I think especially as women, you know, I think back to growing up and one of the key values that I had and that I internalized um, and I still do uh, was just this belief to be kind to everyone. Um, and like I said, I still hold true to that. Um, but growing up, how I internalized that was, you know, being kind to everyone, even when that was at the expense of myself and my own voice. Um, and so it's funny when I run into people now who I knew in high school and have lost touch with, um, or people that I haven't seen uh, in a number of years, and they find out that I train jiu-jitsu and now I train Muay Thai, and they're just so shocked by it. Uh, because I have always been the one that's uh, pretty quiet, unless you know me well. Um, internally, that was always kind of a, a judge for me of how well somebody knew me was if they thought I was quiet or not. <laughs> um, you know, but I was always very focused on being kind and loving everyone. And uh, what I've grown to find out uh, is that, you know, that's, that's true. And that is a valid truth, and it's a core belief of mine, and I still hold to it. And at the same time, I realize that I have a place in this world, and I have a voice, and I have an opinion, and I have uh, things to offer of value and things to share in any circle that I come into. And I'm going to speak up for that and in that. And so... You know, the last few years has been uh, this very interesting and sometimes very difficult journey of um, just stepping into that power and um, owning that space. Uh, it's something that I'm still in the process of, of course. But um, yeah, so to me, when when I think about you know this idea of a warrior, especially as a woman, um, I it goes both ways um, in the sense that as a warrior, you know, what that means to me is that I know who I am. I know what I'm fighting for, what I believe in. Uh, and I hold to that. So I have a mission and a purpose for my life and my actions are in alignment with all that is. And at the same time, because I have core values and I know what those are, I live those out too. So it's not that I'm out fighting in the streets. Um, if somebody, I mean, this isn't an invitation, but if I was in a compromising situation, then, um, you know, I am confident that I would be able to at least put up a better fight than I could have three years ago. That's for sure. Um, and at the same time, I also deeply care about and love the people in my life and people around the world and who are hurting and I give back and contribute. And so, um, yeah, the warrior to me, that warrior spirit is that alignment and living in that power, um, and living beyond myself. Um, but I'm choosing to be kind because that's who I am, 
Um, not because I'm repressing something that I don't want to say, if that makes sense. No, and I think that's a key point because, you know, the, the misconception of, you know, warrior, you know, that's violence, it's anger, <clears throat> you know, that's ego. And it really has nothing to do with that. And that's what's so wonderful about martial arts. It's all about softness and delicateness and flow and balance and harmony and respect. And so, in essence, what you're doing is you're finding that deep respect for yourself and your voice so that regardless of what the environment is around you, and clearly, I mean, more people are more critical of others than, than ever before, and without accepting people just as they are. You know, in today's world, diversity is actually a bad thing. You know, just everything's okay as long as you're like me. And, and, and so it's making things worse. And so stepping into your own power, but beautifully, harmoniously, with kindness and love, I think that's, that's the important part. And so looking at it from that perspective, you know, I have a different term for warrior and hero, um, and that is protector. So you're protecting your space and you're protecting others. Hero, actually by definition in the Greek, is protector of two. And so let's all become the hero warrior so that we can own our space. We can feel great about our message, whether others agree with it or not, but it's in alignment with you know, our deepest soul, our beliefs and values, and, and be a beacon for others. I mean, isn't that what this is all about? Right, right. And it- the beautiful thing about uh, martial arts that I've come to love about training is that uh, there's really no place that you can hide um, your mess or your lack of skills or your ego. Uh, <laughs> you know, as soon as it gets out of check, there is someone that uh, can put it right back. And, you know, I had, and if we allow it to be, then it can become such a great tool for reflection. You know, I had a situation a few weeks ago where um, I was rolling with someone and I, like my emotions just shot through the roof. Like I I got really upset. And so I tapped um, and we started over. Um, But this person was, in my opinion, uh, just kind of how they were phrasing things and saying things uh, was really getting under my skin. And, um, I ended up, we finished the role and it was fine. Um, but I, I was still heated. Anyways, what I took from that later was that, yeah, I do still have some ego issues that I needed and need, uh, to work through and that's okay. That's the place that I'm at right now. And so how can I just recognize that and, um, realize that that's where I'm at and make adjustments Um, and also celebrate myself for removing myself from the situation. And um, that was my win, you know, because before that wouldn't have been the same case. So I reach you right now. What was that? You're trying to reach you. Is that those pings? I don't know what that is. Um, Is that me? Uh, no, it is me, um, but I have a second computer that's off, and it's making those noises. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, I guess the computer is becoming a warrior and wants to be heard. 
I guess so. Um, see if you can stop. Yeah. I don't know. Let me see if I can. Sorry, this is getting it messed up. Um, I'm just going to see if I can. That's what I love about interviews. You know, they're just raw. And whatever shows up, it's good. That's yeah, I guess. Is, is, yeah, that's the way it works. <clears throat> Hopefully that will, that will work. So, okay. Got I apologize it? for that. No worries. So, you know, and, and again, I, I think, you know, unfortunately, the word ego, you know, has been totally abused and, and misrepresented in, in so many ways. And the thing is, is that all of us need to have this inner strength, and that's our ego. Now, we can just define it as being healthy or unhealthy, and the unhealthy one really has to do with a, um, um, let's put it simply, a, a misalignment of what is our true self and what we believe our self needs to be. And because there's that disconnect, the unhealthy ego is trying to reach that thing that's not really us for whatever reason, for whatever secondary gain, and ultimately is unhealthy for us and others. And so I think in all fairness, you know, we all have our faults and our weaknesses. We're all victims of misconceptions. When I put it that way in the sense of, you know, we're victims of all the learnings that we've had over time processed by an immature mind. You know, the child is an immature mind. Let's face it. They don't have all the references or experiences to put everything in its proper context. And so some of, some of those beliefs and, and values and identities, they're kind of running the show later on. Mm -hmm. And so by, by recognizing in your particular case, the thing is, is that too few people are putting themselves in a position where they're going to be challenged and where their emotions and their beliefs and values are being challenged. And that's great when that happens so that you can reevaluate these learnings. But unless you do that, it's not going to happen. So it's awesome that you're recognizing and acknowledging what's happening, not making them wrong, but the pain is just that signal for you, all of us, by the way, that there's work to do. Right, and I think that's a really important point, Bart, that I know in the past I missed uh, was that being able to look at painful situations as an opportunity to grow and become more in alignment with our true self versus having it pain and wanting to avoid it or mask it in some way. And so when we go that route of, avoiding or masking because we don't want to deal with it in the moment it's like we're just putting these layers on like I'm kind of getting this image of um you go to a spa or something and do like a mud bath you know um, and you're just like putting these layers and layers of mud on and uh you're still yourself underneath all of that but if you just went home with all of that on you like you're gonna leave a mess everywhere um Rather than doing the work of realizing that, oh, actually, I have mud all over me right now, and I'm going to go clean it off, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it hurts, um, because I want my true self to show to the rest of the world. And you know what? I mean, the Greek philosophers you know, talk about <clears throat> virtues and what, is, what it is to be virtuous. 
and probably one of their keystone virtues, courage. And what is courage? I mean, it's the courage to become that warrior, if you will, for for what's what's right. You know, yeah. fighting for what's right, fighting for protection, and, and it's all about you know doing that for yourself. So once again, becoming that warrior and and engaging in activities like you're engaging, you know, I think is is critical both for men and women to to explore the different sort of you know dimensions of our life. You know, it's the yin and the yang, the what the the dark and the light, you know, the up and the down, whatever that is for you. It's, it's yeah, because I would say you know it doesn't have to be martial arts. Um, you know, I think sometimes. In the past for me, when I've heard somebody share and, you know, they shared a piece of their journey of something that they've done in order to discover who they are or to have this great insight, I've thought, oh, well, I need to do that thing in order for me to get that insight too. And what I'm starting to realize is that it's not really about the thing itself. It's about how we choose to show up while we're doing that thing, that yeah. then we start to get to the core of who we are. So for me... 100% it's been jujitsu and Muay Thai where I've been able to put myself in something that, you know, yeah, it scared me a lot to show up. I was way out of my comfort zone. Um, it's taught me about relationships. It's taught me about being a good teammate. Um, you know, like we were talking about, it's, it's something where my ego comes out that, you know, then I get to work through it. Uh, but that could be anything for you. You know, that could be taking on a leadership position or volunteering in the community with an organization that speaks to you, but you're not really sure where you would fit in serving. Um, it could be in trying to paint when always wanting to be an artist and, you know, thinking that, oh, that's silly. I could never do that. Uh, so it's whatever that stirring is inside of you that, um, for whatever reason, you're not choosing to walk forward into that. I think that's where our transformation lies, is saying yes to that journey. And if people are stirred and want your help, how do they find you? Yeah, so you can find me on my website at www.katywilliamsoncoaching. Um, I'm also on Instagram and Facebook uh, at legit Katie Williamson. Uh, or you could send me an email, katie at katiewilliamsoncoaching.com. That's awesome. I have my own personal idea about purpose, and I wanted to share it with you before we expand on your um, experience with purpose and your thoughts and how you guide others um, on that. So what I've learned over time is that as a coach myself, and oftentimes people ask me, oh, I don't know my purpose. I don't know my purpose. And it's almost like people think that this purpose has to magically appear. And the truth is, is that, you know, purpose isn't just, purpose is made. You actually make your purpose happen. It's when you discover what's important for you and what's the legacy that you want to leave behind. And so it's a matter of doing the deep work that you've been doing to discover what's really important. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, I growing up, I used to think, just like you said, that my purpose was it was going to be doing something specific. 
And I would say the biggest breakthrough that I personally have had around my purpose and what I help other people discover as well is that it's not about discovering this specific career or career path um, that's going to bring fulfillment. It's about discovering who you are at your deepest layer and realizing that once you can tap into that, all of a sudden you just have this spring well of energy to pull from that permeates every other area of your life. Um, but like you said, it is deep work and it is challenging, uh, but the reward on the other side is just phenomenal. You know, and, and it's, and it's you, you say something that's really important to me because I was doing all these things and it almost seemed, you know, from outside that, that I was all over the place, that I had ADD. And, you know, fortunately, I met a great fellow, you know, too, Larry Martin. And he basically read my chart and realized, no, you're just multidimensional. I says, yes, that is me. And so, but in that journey of the self-discovery, and like you, I've done a lot of work on that, I recognize what I'm passionate about. And so from there, I extrapolated and articulated or defined what my purpose is. And so for me, as an example, I'm passionate about creating change, enhancing life, and, and developing a space of peaceful awareness. And so everything that I do is through that. But you're absolutely right. I mean, you have to know who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, for so long, just like you, you know, I, well, I still do have a lot of irons in the fire. Um, so maybe I'll start adopting that as well, that I'm multidimensional. <laughs> Yeah, works for me. I'm not able. Yeah, um, but what I used to think, or what I realized, was that I was the reason why I was pursuing these multiple avenues was because I was trying to find the one thing that was going to like the magic bullet that you know was going to fix all my problems, or that was going to help me make a lot of money, or was going to make me successful, or this is the thing that's going to change my life. Um, and what I realized, especially looking back, was that, you know, there isn't this magic bullet, uh, that the place that I'm at now, the, my identity, who I am, why I'm here, why I do what I do, and then the things that I do, it's, it's all just pointed back to, like, what I do is now an overflow of who I am. So it doesn't matter really what my job title is. So long as I get to live out my values and I get to live out my core purpose of my being, then I can find joy and fulfillment in any career path. Um, and once I realized that, it was like just the, the brick wall that I had been hitting for a long time um, just came crashing down um, with like one touch of a finger. I was like, oh. Kind of like what we were talking about in another episode. Like, you know, here's just 20 million different ways that I've tried to knock this thing down. And it just took like one push of a button to, oh, there it is. There's the door that I get to walk through. <laughs> that really only came from all the work that you've done, all the questions that you've asked, mm -hmm. all the challenges you decided to face. Because without any of that, you wouldn't have come with this answer. And, exactly. and quite frankly, you know, it really comes down to, to knowing yourself. I mean, this is um, from the Greek temples, you know, 2,000 years ago. It's stated on, on the temples, it says, know thyself. 
know, that's the most important thing that, that we need to uh, go for. Because without, you know, we're lost. Exactly. And I was actually thinking about that this morning um, over my coffee, my morning coffee. It's part of my meditation routine. Um, because, you know, I, the past few weeks, even, I just experienced like this up and down where I was totally in create and generate mode and all of these things were flowing and it was so awesome. And then I just kind of hit another wall, um, slept a lot, cried a bit. And in the midst of that low point, I was thinking, man, what is wrong with me that I haven't figured it out that I have these super high highs and then what now I'm just crashing and I realized that judgment and pulled back and just allowed myself to have that time to regenerate. I've been generating. Now let me as myself regenerate and fill back up. Um, And I woke up this morning with just ideas flowing again. And before this, projects coming um, together and my list is long again and it's exciting. So what I was thinking over my morning coffee was that when I put my happiness in circumstances of my life, it becomes so fleeting, you know, that I'm looking at, okay, well, once I, I need to generate this income so I can hit this financial goal and then I can do this. And once I have this done in my backyard, then I'm going to be happy. And it's like, okay, no, that's not how it works because I'm already happy now. So it's not that meeting these goals makes me happy. It's just I get to celebrate that I've reached another milestone, not that it's uh, – what's the word? Not that it's like telling me – it's not – it's not defining who I am, but it's affirming the work that I've put in and how I've been showing up. You know, Nietzsche said amore fati, which means, you know, love what is. And too often, I think, you know, we're focused on the future as to, okay, if I get this, I get that, we're going to be okay. No, we have to fall in love with this moment. Mm-hmm. And, and that's recognizing and acknowledging who we are in this particular moment. And there are different parts to us. I mean, the truth is, you know, you're talking about purpose and goals. I mean, we all have, we are what's called, um, we all are, are what's called teleological beings. And this comes from Malcolm Meltz, you know, some the, from psychocybernetics. And what that means is, you know, we're all goal-oriented because it gives us purpose. It gives us reason. It gives us meaning. You know, we are creatures of meaning. And so, I think that sometimes, and I'm not talking about you, but what happens to me is that I get super excited. I want to do all these things. And then, you know, I'm way out in the future imagining all these things happening. But in the present, nothing's changed, just just in my head. And so I crash at times unless I make sure that I'm balanced and I'm pursuing the purpose at the same time as well. So Mm -hmm. I'm making significant progress each and every day. Unfortunately, in my case, it's never as much as I'd like it to be. I mean, today is a classic point to that. You know, and I'm, I, I think bigger than what's real, and I had to come back to real and realize, you know what, I'm still making progress, and I'm enjoying the process, and I'm enjoying the learning, and I just have to have faith. And this is something that you talked about earlier, 
just faith in who I am and me doing what's right right now. Right. Well, and it, I've definitely experienced that too, Bart. And one of the things that's been uh, such a big aha moment for me, just especially these last few weeks, is realizing to me that's where the power of persistence and consistency comes in. You know, because to be able to look back over the last year, year and a half, and see where I was, uh, realizing that in some areas of my life I was still living in survival. Uh, I had made moves forward, like I said, in other areas to stability, but, you know, the reality was financially I was still living paycheck to paycheck. And, uh, you know, I just started to think like, okay, what is it that needs to change? Is it my state, story, or strategy? And I realized that my strategy needed to change. Like, I could change my mindset all I wanted, but I was still living paycheck to paycheck. And so uh, that's what I did. You know, I took a class on financial peace and um, just got real about, okay, now it's time for some hard work and to actually put this strategy into place. And to see where I'm at a year and a half later from being diligent in that, it just blows my mind. Um, and it's the same in martial arts training as well. Um, you know, I, I mentioned earlier about, you know, sometimes in the past I've wanted that magic bullet. And the thing is like, what's that quote, um, about a lot of people miss success because it looks like hard work and is dressed in overalls, something like that. <laughs> no, I haven't heard that one, but yeah, spot on. Yeah, you know, and it's like we can do all of the talking that we want, um, but at some point, like, we got to get out there and actually put in the work, too. And so it's this balance of knowing who I am and what I want and what's important to me, um, and then having that fuel and be the place that the energy comes from to do the work, rather than thinking, oh, I'm going to do all of this work to show me who I am and to teach me what I love. That, that's where, um, in the past for me, I've gotten sidetracked. You know, and again, you know, we're wired too often in this culture <clears throat> that success, you know, is, should be instant, and only certain people um, deserve that success or are able to have that success. And nothing is further from the truth. Success really comes from a lot of hard work. That's it, bottom line. You know, geniuses aren't born, but geniuses are made. And look at the Beatles, look at Bill Gates. They put a phenomenal amount of effort, intention, and, and compromise to get to where they are today. And, and look what they were able to achieve. I mean, they shifted our society, our cultures in so many incredible ways because of their work. And it wasn't just handed to them. And so there is no magic bullet. And you know what? Quite frankly, if there was a magic bullet, you feel pretty empty. Mm hmm. Right. Well, and I, I would say I'm learning that as well, because as my mindset has started to shift from thinking that, you know, like I was saying, happiness is just going to be a destination, or once I get this goal, then I'll be happy. What I keep envisioning is this realization like, okay, well, if I put all of this work, and then this one moment happens, like, does my life just end after that? No, it keeps going. So that's why it's about the journey and what I'm learning along the way um, and where that 
to me, that's also just where the compassion for myself has come in and the fun of getting to know who I am and how I show up and what environment I work best in. And I shared before about, um, you know, a lot of my life I spent kind of repressing myself and quieting my voice. And uh, what I'm finding now is that it's really interesting watching um, when I show up as myself, and I speak my truth in love, even in fun things, it's just I'm communicating, hey, this is what's going to work best for me. Sometimes there's some surprise on the other side, and then people say, okay, that works. I'm like, great. And that has to be, and that has to be okay, you know, and, and, and I like what you said, having compassion for yourself. So I know that you help people find that compassion. So once again, how do people find you? Yeah, so you can uh, connect with me on my website, www.katywilliamsoncoaching.com or on Instagram or Facebook at legit Katie Williamson. Uh, or you can also send me an email, katie at katiewilliamsoncoaching.com. Let's talk about a difficult topic, I think, for all of us. And, you know, we've addressed some of the things about, you know, who are we as, as human beings, having compassion for ourselves, you know, what's, what's the timing of our life, you know, what's our purpose, and what's that warrior. And all of that has to fit in the context of our environment, culture around us. But I think sometimes what happens is that, you know, we're, we're fighting against opposing views. Um, and again, you know, I'm from the mindset is that there are no negative beings out there. We're either good or we're neutral. And this is actually from, I think it was um, Viktor Frankl who, who positioned it that way. And he really started looking at, um, you know, how we need to look at our personal psychology as being generative and positive. And so, in essence, all behavior is motivated by positive intent. Whether the actual behavior is good or not, that's something else. But everything is motivated by positive intent. And so, all that opposition that we see out there can, of course, be interpreted um, as people attempting to be positive, to be a positive influence all the way around. But unfortunately, that's not necessarily the case. And so, in that context, you know, how is it that we navigate? How do you feel that we need to navigate that arena where, you know, we've got our strong beliefs that we work hard to find? You know, at least I know that you've been doing that. I know that I've been doing that. And it's where we find that space that we feel really good about ourselves. I can be opposing other people's views. So share with me your experiences, your journeys, your perspectives, and perhaps what you coach others. Yeah, uh, my mind's going a lot of different directions about where to start. So uh, I think what comes to mind uh, the strongest I just want to start out with is sharing a little bit of, of my story and why, why this is so much on my heart and my mind uh, right now. So I'm 31 and I'm not married. I haven't been married before. I don't have kids. And in my experience, uh, this is outside of the norm. 
And I, I will say that, you know, growing up and still, you know, I've always had a strong desire to get married and have a family, to be a wife and a mom. And so I'm coming from the perspective of, yes, this is something I desire. And yes, it hasn't happened yet. And so uh, it's interesting because um, I, I feel that I just had a, a different perspective uh, growing up in the church, for example, going through the church in my 20s uh, and being single still, um, buying my own house, having my own career, uh, looking at changing jobs. Um, there's little nuances where, and big, uh, where not going the path of society has um, been difficult to reconcile because on one hand, I'm very proud of the life that I've created and am very fulfilled in what I do. And on the other hand, there are times where I feel that void that's like that already, not yet. Um, and sometimes that's come up in thoughts of, well, what's wrong with me that it hasn't happened yet? Sometimes it's come up in judgments of seeing other people and thinking, really? Like, they, they got it already and not me? Um, sometimes it's come up in defensiveness of feeling like I have to defend um, why I'm in the place that I'm at. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been an interesting road to navigate because I've also realized being on the outside in looking at friends, marriages, um, and families and observing, um, others in society. I do have judgments about it now that sometimes I don't feel qualified to share because I fear the retaliation of, but you haven't been in this situation. So it's, there's a lot underneath it, um, which is why I'm like, oh, I don't know what direction to start in. <laughs> so, so, so let's ask this question, right? And, and do you agree that, you know, with these opposing views, that people are still motivated by positive intent? And if that's the case, how do we actually respond to that? How do you think we should respond to that? Because once again, remember, right, not anybody has the kind of awareness that you might have, and therefore perhaps is not gonna understand what it is that you're saying. And, and I bring this up because in today's world, there is so much opposition, and, and people are really quite aggressive at drowning out your right to have a voice. Mm-hmm. And, and it's unfortunate. And so, and I think it's very, very misplaced. And to, to say, yes, I am open-minded as long as you agree with me, and which is just wrong. And so... Or even I'm open-minded and will hear your opinion um, so long as you're married or so long as you have kids. Right. You know, um, because... I've been told that as well when it comes to things that aren't even about marriage or parenting. Um, So, but anyways, to answer your question, 
Uh, what I would say, what's been so monumental and instrumental for me in navigating this is really becoming clear on what I need to fill back up um, because, and what that looks like in terms of community. Um, so for me, it has been critical to find people in my life, both men and women, who I trust, who I feel safe with, who I can be vulnerable with, who I can have fun with, um, and who I know are going to have my back just as much as I have theirs. Uh, that has been, that has been huge for me. Um, I've gone through, especially this last year, um, I've had a lot of friendships that have just kind of dissipated, whether it's been a quick break or slow. Um, and that's been really painful. And yet at the same time, I'm thankful for each of them because it's pushed me or nudged me in a direction of becoming really clear of what kind of friendships do I want? Um, what kind of actually build me up and then looking for that specifically and also being part of a community that uh, really fills me up as well. And so those two things are critical and I haven't found them in the places that um, society would say that that's where I need to be. And so what's been interesting in my journey has been when I've come up to an opposing belief, whether it's internally or whether it's from someone else. Um, what I would say, if it's from someone else, then that just means it's triggered something. If it's triggered something inside of me. I've used that as a cue to start peeling back my own layers and think what is the belief underneath this that's causing me to feel upset? And once I get to that belief, I ask myself, is this actually true? Is this belief serving me? And in some instances, I can say, yes, I can see there's reason for that. And then that puts me on a path of figuring out what to do next. Mm -hmm. There's been other times where that answer has been no. And so I've actually changed that core belief to be more in alignment with who I am today. And uh, then that dis-ease about the situation is gone and I can stand true in the actions that I'm taking because I know what values they're in alignment with. You know, I think you said something that's really important. As social beings, you know, we like to belong and we like to be witnessed. I mean, these are important parts in our lives. But one of our biggest fears is not being loved and, and being rejected or not being enough. And so the key is, is that the, the culture that you're born in, and I, and I mean culture in all of its context, small versus large, you know, family versus community, whatever that is, you know, you may not feel that you can be aligned with them and you're going to be rejected. You know, people that are uber successful too, I mean, they're rejected oftentimes by the closest people because they're not willing to do the work and, and they feel inferior now because somebody else is successful. The point of the matter is, and I think you articulated it well, is that we have to choose our relationships. We have to have a hierarchy of relationships too. And those are the people that are closest to us, that hold us to a higher standard. And then there's the people that are really close to us that are friends and family that we relate to and love and will take care of, but at different levels. And so I love what um, Jim Rohn once said is, you know, stand guard at the door of your brain. And so in essence, you know, if people are just not congruent with you or resonate with you, that's okay. You know, right. 
It's their journey. Um, perhaps it's their work to do. But if we're suffering, well, that's a signal. And you know, to quote uh, Byron Katie again, you know, that's actually, you know, a signal that we have something to work on. Mm -hmm. I, love, I love what you said about, you know, finding the right people to have fun with, to learn with, to, to co-create, um, all these things. Yeah, and I'll share an example. You know, last year I, I realized that I was starting to just have some suffering, for lack of a better word, uh, because one of my jiu-jitsu classes that I enjoyed going to was on a Sunday morning. And growing up, for me, I was always in church on Sunday morning. And, you know, in order to be a good Christian, in order to be close to God, then you don't miss church. And for many, many years of my life and through my 20s in college, uh, I was in church every Sunday, usually more than half the week, to be honest. Um, and I was struggling with that. Uh, I won't get into my whole spiritual journey, um, but it just, I was frustrated because I didn't want to go to church just to check the box when all I did was show up, go in and get coffee, go sit by myself to listen to worship music by myself, to listen to a pastor talk to me by myself, to walk out and shake someone's hand and say, have a good week and get in my car and go home. And when I would go to jujitsu, I'd get a great workout. So I have all of those benefits. I'm around my teammates. You know, sometimes we talk about life, like just night and day. And so when I started peeling back those layers of, you know, why do we go to church? Well, it's to strengthen community. Okay. Do I, am I actually strengthening community in my life the way I'm doing church right now? No, I'm not. So where is my community? My community is at the gym. So instead I changed it and, and I did pray about it also and just said, okay, God, open my eyes to how I can strengthen the community with my team and be a light there instead. And it was amazing. Once I gave myself that freedom, my relationships with my teammates deepened. We even started talking about our own spiritual journeys and connecting outside of the gym. And it was like, the point of going to church is not to check a box on Sunday morning. You know, what's, what was really the heart underneath that? You know, it's, it's having people to do life with. So if I'm doing life with people at my jujitsu gym, then I'm not going to stress about not being at church on Sunday. You can stress about it, but I'm not going to. And that's the attitude that I took. And I don't always, I don't really go to church anymore. <laughs> You're creating your own church in your own way. Exactly. I really want to thank you because this perspective is, is relevant. And so, you know, we have one life to live. And so let's live it in the best version of ourselves. And that's discovering who we are at the deepest level, our beliefs, our values, what fills us up, who do we want to connect with, loving what is and loving this moment, you know, every single moment and being, being that best version of ourselves. And so, you know, you're not going to be aligned with everybody on this planet. It's just not possible. It's never going to happen. So not even worry about it. And quite frankly, you know, when there is that challenge and, and there's work to do somewhere. And you know, sometimes it means just getting out of that space and whatever that is for you. So once again, Katie, how do people find you? 
So you can find me on my website, www.katiewilliamsoncoaching.com or on Instagram and Facebook at legit Katie Williamson. Uh, or you can send me an email, katie at katiewilliamsoncoaching.com. That's awesome. So Katie, I'm going to give you the last word. Okay. Um, I guess I would just end with one of my favorite quotes um, by Eleanor Roosevelt. And she said, courage is not the absence of fear but rather the realization that something else is more important than fear. So I would encourage you to be courageous and know that it's not about getting rid of fear in your life, but it's about choosing to do it anyways. I, I love that. What a brilliant quote. And I'm going to add to that. And I heard this from Will Smith. I don't know if it came from him or not, but on the other side of fear is freedom. And so mm -hmm. yes, courage and freedom are tangled together it is what we desire in life to be our best version. And it, it requires courage, being that warrior self, all available to us to protect ourselves, to protect others, to protect this planet. And certainly with people like Katie Williamson, helping others all together, we can make this place a better place. So thank you, Katie, and I'll be back. Thank you, Bart. Um, and oh, to finish off, let me just say, I am Dr. Bart Rademacher, and this is prescription for your transformation, real people, real conversations, real success, you know, tapping into that authentic genius that's inside of us, living that life that we desire, but we have to also tap into that intelligence, the brain, the body, and the energy intelligence. It just requires us to do the work to navigate that intelligently and live an amazing life. So once again, I'll be back and thank you. Thanks for listening to Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Join Dr. Bart Rademacher live right here on StarWorldWideNetworks.com or on demand 24-7.